Welcome. <coughs> oh boy. I'm leaving that in. I'm leaving that in. And there's nothing you can do to stop me. Um, welcome to the Archie Holiday Gamescast, where we talk about the infinite amount of games that there are to play. And this week, I want to start out on a bit of a soapbox. Um, I believe the video games are a very social activity. You know, uh, there's a lot of people out there that don't game. There's a lot of gamers out there that probably don't think about this a lot. Um, because there are a lot of single-player games you can obviously game by yourself. Um, but I've always found some of the best gaming experiences and the most memorable, memorable ones being with gaming experiences with others. And you might be thinking like, Kyle, what are we, what are we talking about here? We're, we're going to get to that, I promise. In this episode 19, whoa, about to hit the 20. We're going to hit 20 very soon. Um, but essentially what I mean, growing up, um, growing up, I, I essentially had a, a situation where I played a lot of games by myself. I mean, yeah, I'd play games like my brother and cousins, but those were <clears throat> those were one-offs, and yeah, they were fun, but they were very limited on like what you could do because you're playing like on an SNES or um, a Sega Genesis or something. There's you would have like fighting games, you know, like like little little sprints, maybe a Madden game, you know, you'd like some one-off stuff. Um. But those were before the days of, like, franchise mode, you know. This is before we could get into an actual realm of of gaming, like, for a long period of time or keeping up with a progression of some kind. Now now every game is seemingly has a progression. Um, but essentially, uh, some of the best moments... I had you know, gaming was probably like Halo, Halo 2 early on, like when LAN parties, you know, in my experience were a thing. LAN stuff happened before that, right? Um, when Quake and other games, sure. But for me personally, it, you know, playing games with others, experiencing them with others is is something that I, that I feel like it takes it next level. And you can have a great experience playing a game by yourself. But it's no surprise Switch is so huge. It's no surprise that, that streaming in the past five to ten years has taken off as its own industry. <clears throat> An industry that didn't exist and now is pretty mainstream. Streaming video games. It's not just playing them anymore in a professional way, but actually streaming them and other people watch you. And and for me, I get it. Like, I've never had a hard time getting that. I know there's a lot of people that don't get that. They're like, what the what the heck? Why are these dudes in, the, like, in their parents' basements? Like, 
playing these games. No, it's not that. There, there's something in the experience of a game um, that is very fun to, to do with others. <coughs> Excuse me. And, and streaming allows you to do that at a much larger scale. And I understand kind of the weirdness there. Because, again, I grew up, me, I grew up where, like, hey, you go watch movies with people. You can watch a movie alone. Yeah, it could be a great movie. But you watch it with other people. You know, have comments, talk about it. With games, it's the same. Except with games, it's like, it's just more interactive. You're in control. You can be a bonehead. In a movie, you can't be a bonehead. <laughs> I mean, I guess you can, but, you know... I, that might be a bad example. What are we talking about here? Okay, so essentially, shout out to PlayStation for making SharePlay something that can exist. Because as we're older, as we live in crazy times where we're more remote, people don't get together in the same manner as they once did. I think people probably still get together a whole lot, play games together. Sure. But with technology today, if I want to play a game with a friend, it I'm going to do it online. There's no need for me to go to his house anymore, pick up a rental. We're going to play Madden all night. That, that doesn't really happen anymore. It can happen, and I'm sure people still do it. I'm sure it's very fun. I'm sure it's awesome. But, um, but you know, we can pick up and play online. Well, with the invention of SharePlay... Of PlayStation, it's, it works well on PlayStation 5 as well. Essentially, you can stream a game with a friend and then even let them take over um, the controller to play what is on your screen so they don't even have to own the game necessarily. There may be some restrictions. I can't really remember. I don't use it that often. But... um but boy, there's some games that just really need that functionality. And I think Sony saw that or whoever works at PlayStation and they put this technology in. I think it's great um, to like be able to pass the controller and like experience this game, just like you would back in the day where if like you're playing with friends and all right, man, you, you play, you know, this single player game, you play it for like 10 or 15 minutes. I'm going to get some food. And then you play the other part. And let's experience like this single player game together. Which brings me to Until Dawn. <laughs> Boy, it took us a long time. Thanks for sticking with me if you're still here. But Until Dawn is a game that I experienced like that. Uh, I picked it up on a sale. I think it was a Halloween sale. I probably played this game in 2016 or 17. This game came out. It was put out by Sony and Supermassive Games in 2015, around August, probably getting ready for Halloween. It's an interactive drama horror, and uh, originally came out on PS4. Obviously, you can play it on the PS5. I mean, this kind of game is in the vein of Heavy Rain. It's in the vein of uh, Beyond Two Souls, Detroit Become Human. Um, I want to say Beyond Two Souls is the name of that game. If it's not, I apologize. But I hope you know what I'm talking about. Um, Silent Hill, even. 
Makes me think of Silent Hill in a way, like some of the older ones, maybe. But this game came together um, to be a, you know, a game where you you're watching a story, you make decisions, you pick paths. There's some, you know, click time, quick time events, whatever it's called. What is it called, actually? Now, let's we got to figure this out. I should probably know this. Click time. Quick time. Quick time. See, this is why I need coffee, ladies and gentlemen. It's a quick time event. You know, you push the button at the right time or your character is not going to do what you want them to do. I don't remember there being a whole lot of that in this game, though. Um, Supermassive, we'll speak to them a little bit here. Uh, you know, the first thing they ever did that they're credited for is making some DLC for Little Big Planet. So, you know, they probably um, got in there, made some DLC. It was really impressive, and Sony probably, like, picked them up. Um, they made um, they made a lot of little pl- Big Planet stuff. Doctor Who game I've never played or heard of. Killzone HD. Um, and I think these Dark, dark Pictures Anthology, um, that is... That is kind of like the next level for them, I believe, when it comes to Until Dawn. Now, <clears throat> there was also an Until Dawn Rush of Blood game that's a VR game. I've actually played it. It's terrible. Never play it. It's like you're you're in a roller coaster and zombies pop out. It has nothing to do with the game. It's, it's a bad carnival experience at best. Um, I picked it up because... My father-in-law was like, that one looks fun. And he enjoyed it. So, boom. That's what we did. All right, anyway. So this game had some pretty, pretty big names when it comes to uh, the acting world. You know, I think that was something that they um, thought would help them in this game. In a storytelling game, it's like, let's get some some. People, some actors and actresses that have some chops, have some other credits. One being Hayden Panettiere. You may know her as the little girl from Remember the Titans. <laughs> or um, Heroes, Save the Cheerleader, Save the World. Um, she was also in that show Nashville. I was an extra on that show. They cut my scene and I've never forgiven them. It's not her fault, but maybe it is. Anyway, so then uh, the other one, Rami Malek, um, Mr. iRobot, never saw the show, but I did see the Freddie Mercury show, the Queen show, and, you know, he grew out a mustache, and I think he put on some weird teeth, and he did a pretty good job. I mean, like, he... Acted like Freddie Mercury. A flaming homosexual. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No one no one get mad. A very talented musician. Honestly, if we're going to get real here, and this is a side note, um, Freddie Mercury has the, the best vo- rock vocals of all time. 
Like, seriously, no one is better. Like, if you ask me, who's the, who's the vocalist you choose? You're starting a dream band. Who's your front man? It's Freddie Mercury 10 out of 10 times. Without question. Doesn't ma- it doesn't even matter the genre of music. You could be like, hey, we're doing a rap s- squad. Who's on, who's on first here? What, what's First up, first verse. I'll say Freddie Mercury. We're just not going to rap. <laughs> no, he could probably rap. Man, could you imagine? It, had Freddie Mercury been with us, we would have seen him rap at some point, right? Right? Scat's kind of like rap. And he could do that. Anyway, Freddie Mercury, nothing but nothing but big props, man. I I really love Queen. I really love Freddie Mercury. And Rami Malek, you did good. I, you know, you played him well. And that's really the, that and Until Dawn are the only things I've seen this guy in. And, you know, he, he does well. So that's good. And then there's the third guy, the older psychologist guy. And I'm my, his name is escaping me. Um, let me see if I can find it here. Peter, you you know this guy. You may not know his name, but you've seen him in so much stuff. Peter Stormare. Okay. Um, you know him. He's been in so much stuff. He has a face that is so memorable. Um, so right there, you got some pretty heavy hitters as far as like you're playing this game. They did well. Like these actors and actresses for a video game, they did well. Um, I have no issues with with their acting, their performance, and even just with the captures of what the developers did with them and how the game felt and mood. I mean, some of the lighting got a little weird, maybe. Um, that's, you know, that's always a tough one with technology. And, you know, is that like they did the best they could, but, um, overall from a gameplay perspective for this kind of game, it was fine. Um, I played it until completion um, I played this with a friend of mine. We did share play. So like I would play some, he would play some. We played it over the course of a few days, I want to say. <coughs> Excuse me. Got the coughs today. Um, I want to say it was over a few days. It was around Halloween. It was like a good good game for that. Um, but was it a good game overall? Nah, yeah. Yes and no. I mean, this is one of the... This this game was... To me, it was a great game gameplay for this game. Acting, performance, sound, music. It was good. The problem with this game was the story. And you guys know that's me. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with the story. Because your game can look like crap, but if you got a good story, I'm I'm with you. Your game can run like poop, but if you have a good story, I'm with you. Good stories are really hard. They're really, really hard. The hardest thing to do is have a story that 
connects with someone. And look, it that's also subjective, right? Someone may have played this and said, this is the best story of all time. And that is also true for them, right? Like it's subjective. So it's hard to, it's, it's really hard to, to judge on that. But there were some things they could have done, I feel like, that, that would have been much better and wouldn't have taken the legs out um, of what they had. They had some really good momentum, go, you know, going forward. And, I, and there was a, and I'm going to say, there was a quote from this game that I still use very often. Um, and that was the most memorable part. We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Um, but this game, you know, overall, pretty good. Um, and again, the thing I, if I had to say something I didn't like about the game or I hate about the game, it'd be the story. Something I love about the game. I think the acting, I think the experience, um, the design of the game was actually pretty good. I think the setup was great. It's a teen horror flick movie. Um, it should have gone down the road of scream. There should not have Peter Stormare. He didn't do bad. He was fine. Should not have been in the game. His part and that whole part of this entire series they were setting up or whatever they were doing, not important um, to the story. This, they had such a great thing. Um, And then, like I said, the story kind of goes off the rails a little bit. I, um, I guess we'll get into spoilers a little bit. And then I could ruin some of these because of memory. But um, essentially you have <clears throat> friends who are getting together. Someone has died. A friend has died. <clears throat> and so you get the high school group together and they're going to some cabin or something. And um, and essentially you, the, the story builds you up to like there's a killer. Right? There's a killer out here. People can die. And in my story, you know, these these games essentially, you know, <clears throat> they essentially can, you may die really early. If you'd make the wrong decision, you, this character may die, the story kind of changes, right? We kept everyone alive pretty good. It wasn't that hard to do. Um, so we probably missed out on some of the some of the silliness there. Um, later, we let people die because, because we, because <laughs> everyone lived. We were killing it. We, we did amazing at the game apparently or make good decisions um but essentially just the crux of it is is um there's supposed to be like a monster or something that's killing them and freddie mercury i robot boy uh rami turns out he has gone psychologically wrong and he was like fake killing people but not really trying to kill people so he was faking it whereas like had he just been the killer yeah sure you probably could have said well saw that coming but like it probably would have been way more interesting because he's a little creepy that guy's kind of creepy anyway you just look at him just like look at his eyes he's kind of got a creepy look no offense but like he's very like casted very well of like yeah this is the kind of dude I could see going out to a cabin with some high school friends he's a little weird 
And maybe he kills a few of them. You know, so they set that up, but they didn't, you know, go on it because from my memory, he he's not the guy, but he's that he's psychologically weird and trying to prove a point. And then suddenly, like in the last little bit of the game, like there then there suddenly is a monster. Oh, whoa, wait, what? I was faking all of this. And then like in the last from my memory, it felt like last 20 minutes game. Oh, there is an actual monster. We better get the the H out of here. Oh God. So it's like, hey, we I faked it. Everything. This whole creep out thing, you, you don't have to worry about it. It was me. Oh psych. We actually do have to kill everybody. Because this is that kind of game. So So yeah, that that they could have gotten more creative and just let the the character be the character and do something. And like I said, Peter Stormare, I, I, there's flips back and forth where you're like he's a psychologist and you're talking to him. And maybe from maybe from Rami's perspective. I'm sorry, I don't remember the character's name in game, but maybe from Rami's perspective. And then Rami really is psychotic and he doesn't kill anybody. Uh, Peter Stormare may not really exist. It, and things get a little hairy. Um, so you might, this is a great game to get on sale. I'll say like $60 is what they, they charged for this game. Honestly, let's go see what it is now, actually. Um, so if I want to go to, it is a $20 game. I think that's completely fair. I think that's completely fair. Grab a friend, grab share play. Play this game. It'll take you, I don't know, six to eight hours probably. Maybe a little bit longer. <clears throat> um, it's worth $20. I think I got it on sale for probably like 30 at the time. And I don't feel like I, I don't feel like I was, you know, ripped off. It was well done. Um, but I think the true value is probably on point. $20, 10 to $20 is a fair fair price for this product. Um, now, most important, <laughs> and you'll have to Google this later to get the real, the, the real, um, the real context, but essentially there's like a conversation, you know, cause this is a teen movie essentially. It's a conversation between Rami and then the jock or something about like, Hey man, you know, Sarah's sister, uh, best friend died a while ago, man. Like you got her out here. You got to make a move, right? Like that whole thing. He's like, I don't know, man. I just just don't know if I should go for it. And then uh, I robot, man. uh, Rami says like, dude, it's time to take her to the bone zone. (laughs) And I still, I still quote that. Um, It was funny then. It's funny now. I'm sorry. Whoever you are, if you may be offended by that, but it's funny. So you you can get that line in like the first hour of the game. You could probably Google it. Bone Zone quote from Until Dawn. It was just a, uh, it was for a good laugh. It's something I still quote with a friend of mine who I played this game with. Um, so play this game. Play. Do you know? Wait till Halloween, maybe. Wait till the fall. Pick it up. It'll probably go on sale. But it's overall 
a pretty good experience. Um, and if anything, it makes me it makes me miss playing games with friends in a physical way. <laughs> that sounds really weird. <clears throat> when they are physically there with you, not what I was saying, um, but essentially, no, playing games with friends and they're there and you're you know taking turns. That's something that's a little lost. I mean, I'm sure kids still do that, right? Of course they do. My niece and nephews still do that. But as you get older, you know, time, work, people move. Um, online is is the best option. And it's still fun, obviously. But, you know, real stuff is always better. Even if you're doing fake stuff in the real world. All right, that's been it for me. Wow, episode 19. If you've come along this this entire time, I really appreciate it. Um, I, I like to talk about here. I don't, I don't have any ads or anything. I probably never will. But if you want to support me, you can go to rkholiday.com. Reach out. Um, there's a way to message. If there's any games you want to talk about. I've played so many. I have a list of them going down here. Um I have a Patreon set up somewhere. You can give to that. You don't have to give to that. You can. That's up to you. If you want to keep this drive alive, um, another great way is uh, I've released three books. Um, I just released a book of short stories. I offer those for free on my website, but as a way to support, you can pick those up on Amazon. There's an audio book available, uh, print and digital, however you like it. Um, Hopefully, there will be more books coming out in late 2021 if we're lucky um there's a few things going on but if we're lucky hopefully we'll have a uh, another book um and we'll be releasing that on the website as well if you're into that kind of thing i think it's gonna be about vikings i don't know um but anyway that's what we're got going on and thank you so much just for listening and i hope you have A great day and a wonderful week. See ya.